everybody. Welcome to Obscure Animation. This is the show where we talk about uh, independent uh, anime and animated films, and we have a lot of fun doing it. And today we are talking about the anime film from 2019. This is Promare, and uh, it's a wild adventure. It's going to be really fun to talk about it. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. Stanford's here. Hey, how's it going? Yes, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you about this cool movie. Yay! I'm so glad you liked it. it. It's definitely one of those ones that is a little bit risky because it's it's a lot. It's kind of crazy. So you're like, I hope, I hope you like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I I am excited to talk about it. Yeah. So this movie it came out in 2019, like I said, uh, and it's by the company called Trigger Animation, and this is their first. Uh, their first feature film and uh they had done shows but uh this yeah, was they did their... some tv shows in japan right mm-hmm. is that yeah yeah and so any short films rachel uh, you know I, um, I really don't know that much about trigger other than you so know what i've just learned here with this feature according to wikipedia there is a little, there's two of the Little Witch Academia. Um, that's a show that they did, that they did two films for. Okay. Uh, but this is their first a real film. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that, that cool. According to Wikipedia. Well, and then one thing to note about it, which you and I both have, we've corresponded a little bit, but. Uh, that new Star Wars Visions mm. series is coming to Disney Plus, which is uh, Lucasfilm contracted with some anime studios, right, to to create some short, some kind of a short film. I don't know how long. I mean, maybe they're yeah. up to twenty minutes or longer. I'm not sure what the length is. You know, of these of these of these uh, each of these episodes, but Trigger Studios has created one of these episodes right for star wars visions yeah i'm really excited about i'm that. really excited about that too mm-hmm. uh particularly after seeing i mean i was excited about that series and now after seeing you know this feature from trigger uh wow i'm really you know, i'm extra excited yeah yeah it's going to be very interesting just i'm just excited visually to see what they these different anime uh people and it's just cool to to hope that maybe some people that have been holdouts and not embracing anime that maybe with this series they they will yes yeah, yeah exactly some cool storytelling in the star wars universe by these you know done in anime i think what a cool idea i'm excited yeah and so studio trigger was founded by a, a man by Hiro, hiroyuki uh, amashi and Masahiko Atsuka, sorry about my butchering those names, but, <laughs> and they did have some success with the Little Witch Academia series and uh, some other uh, series. They, uh, um, they even, I guess, launched a Kickstarter uh, in order to fund the second episode of Little Witch Academia. And uh, says the project was well received and achieved its goal of $150,000 in under five hours and went on to raise a total of $625,518. So then they um, uh, continued to crowdfund 
uh, on, uh, they have a Patreon, I guess, <laughs> if you're interested in supporting Trigger Studio. So it's a very small organization. And so it's very impressive that they pulled off this film. This feature yeah. film, which is mm-hmm. really visually and just, I, you know, I want to know how they, how they animated it, how they made it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's amazing because they made this film for $17 million US. Wow. Which is just crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Particularly after you've seen it. You I know? know? Like, how do they yeah. do it? Uh, I mean, and it, I mean, because people don't know, like the typical DreamWorks, Disney, oh. you're talking at least. At least ninety million dollars, if not double that. Right, it's going to say double it. Illumination is is known for being extremely uh, thrifty with their films, and they're usually in the eighty to hundred million dollar range. Their films, Uh, but um, certainly Pixar's are usually a lot more than that. So here you've got this just incredible animated film for seventeen million dollars US is just unbelievable yeah yeah oh yeah (laughs) absolutely Uh, and this was directed by hiroyuki uh, by the founder right of the studio yeah Yeah. and uh so it's uh it's just i think the greatest stand out of the film is just like the incredible animation and also the way it uses music is is uh is my i think favorite thing about it it's just so engrossing and i i i couldn't find anywhere where they said this but it just i have to believe that akira was a very huge influence on absolutely it it reminded me so much of akira yeah and it was it was weird rachel reminded me of akira and then it reminded me of or made me think of Disney's Fantasia in that mm, yeah in that I wondered I because I, I don't I just watched it on H, you know it was it's on HBO Max mm-hmm. you know and, and I watched it on my TV and I can imagine what it's like to see this in the theater uh yeah. because it would just be just a trip and I'm just yeah. that's what I was just picturing you know like people seeing Fantasia for the first time on the big screen or you know like the '60s counterculture going into seeing it, you know, um, yeah, with some substances going on, um, and uh, what a trip! Mm-hmm. It's, it's got to be because this is just such visually. I just you know it's something else. I've never quite seen anything mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. I I I couldn't find anything about this, but it seems like. It was one of those movies. I swear it had two or three of those sort of fathom events, like weekends kind of thing. I things. believe it did because I, yeah, I remember like, seeing it advertised. Yeah, because it was like by popular demand, it's back. Yeah. Uh, because it was so well received. And I just thought it was so impressive. I was. I, I was shocked uh, by it. Did and you get just, to see it on the big screen then? For the, I you did. For the yeah. Oh, how cool. Yeah. And when I, I, my review, I, I said, I did a little capsule review uh, at the time. And I said, said trigger studios has long made some of the most arresting and eye popping anime on the market. Their latest film Promare is my first experience with one of their films. And I must admit, I was really impressed. 
It tells the story of a futuristic society, futuristic society where a band of firefighters protect the world from a mysterious race of mutants called the Burnish. As the two races fight, they start to learn there might be a there might be more to the story than their leaders have told them. The animation in this film is intense, frenetic, crazy, whatever word you want to use, but it's also exhilarating. I loved the unique geometric style and the electronic music. It's an experience I highly recommend to those willing to take a risk. So a great write up. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it was I read, read before you know before we recorded this too, yeah. and uh, I I would just completely yeah. agree with you. It has ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, including an eight out of ten uh, average rating, which is really high. High. Yeah. yeah. And uh and I I think it's especially how we consider how weird the movie is. Like the fact oh. that so many not only liked it or recommended it, but it's not just like a shrug kind of Right. <laughs> like I I did this weekend with uh Space Jam, for instance. I was like, it was okay, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a real recommendation for me, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Oh yeah, and then you know, speaking of theaters and and fathom events, we noticed that it's coming back. Yes, in September. So, so excited! Go to fathomevents.com and and uh, 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 you know, check out and find a theater near you where this is going to be playing. Because I'm I'm counting yeah. in to see it on the yeah. screen. We have to go. That would be so fun. Yes, yes, and yes. Because I remember going to see it, and I was really tired, but I was just snapped oh. right. <laughs> You just snap instantly. So, so arresting and exhilarating is, like I said, is the word that I used. And uh, and just the w- same way that Akira uses visuals and music so well, I think that this that's the standout with this. The way mm-hmm. the sound design is so immersive. Yes, uh, I'm excited to experience that on mm-hmm. you know bigger speakers mm-hmm. than the ones just in my little you know my little yeah. <laughs> stereo at home. Uh, and as you mentioned too, these geometric shapes I've never really quite seen anything like it. That's why I was mentioning like I would just love to I would love to meet with the production team and just see how they mm-hmm. put those shots together. They yeah. just really blew my mind. <laughs> I agree. And even just, I love the design of uh, Gal- Gallo. Yes. I love his hair, the way that it's just these triangles and the blue hair. The blue hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really distinctive. Yeah. And, you know, clearly anime, you know, but, but, uh, but very, very, uh, I thought, you know, unique to this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, as far as the story, what did you, well, we'll, we'll dive into the deep, but overall, what do you think of this, the story with the burnish? Oh, I enjoyed it. Uh, mm. I thought it was, I thought it was well set up and, you know, it was interesting, uh, kind of, you know, interesting take on the apocalyptic, yeah, on an, on an apocalyptic storyline, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with this, this kind of battle between the burnish and the, and then the, uh, the burning rescue and, yeah. uh, you know, kind of the corrupt government and all, all this different stuff that uh, I, I I quite liked it. Yeah. And I was, you know, and I was able to follow along. Not that that was that was a concern, mm-hmm. but uh, but it had a story. Yeah, and and uh, it, it reminds me a lot of the X Men movies. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, good I point. Think. Very yeah. similar. Yeah, absolutely. To, to and that. uh and I, I you know, I thought it was solid. I liked I thought it it just it, it stayed consistent. It also seemed to to follow uh you know some anime tropes, and I don't mean that uh-huh. as a criticism. You know, I just thought right. it was it just knew what it was wanting to be. And and uh but wow, it was Yeah, and I was kind of wondering, I'm like if, is it gonna how is it gonna hold up because when something is so visceral and you have that response when you see it sometimes the second time it's like uh, but i felt like this held up even i mean i mean, say it was better because i was wild the first time but it held up very well for me oh good second okay viewing. yeah that's yeah. what i want to know too if 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 the kind of initial shock yeah. and awe of, of you know of, of, the, of the style of this film doesn't hold up on a second viewing yeah because i really wondered about that but i i mean i kind of even wondered myself is this better than akira i mean that might be blaspheme to say but i think the story is a lot more concise yeah that's akira. what i liked about this story is that it was concise and yeah. and, and and i felt like they had just a real clear direction with the storytelling mm-hmm. uh and I can't say that about all anime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, the Akira, it's it's kind of all over the place. I, I really respect it and I, I really love it. It was on my top fifty animated films of all time. But I don't know. There there are some things about this that I think are even maybe a little bit better. And I I uh, I think that it's kind of a shame that it didn't get not that the Academy ever recognizes anime, but it's a little bit of a shame that it didn't get more, uh, more pushed by G kids, uh, that season, because I think it, it was certainly worthy. It's worthy. And, and it's different enough that you'd Mm -hmm. think that they'd take notice, you know, that, um, but yeah, you, yeah. You wonder how that works. If that was, just G kids not pushing it I mean, enough. It or... had enough appeal that it got a second release. Yeah. So there was enough people wanting to see it uh, in the theater. But I mean, my only real like flaw with this movie is I wish that there were a few more moments to breathe. We got like a few, maybe them eating pizza, you know, kind of a, a, a few more just breaths because yes. it is a lot. Um, and it's, it, I do think it's also a little too long. I think it, it, it almost two hours. It, it's, it's a lot for two hours. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. I thought kind of during the, you know, well, definitely during the third act. Um, I don't, I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if it was the storytelling that was getting a little wonky or I was just getting tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe some of it was some of both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it starts out so in such an arresting way with the creation of the burnish. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. The, they have the great world blaze. And this is when the burnish are, are actually created through like the core of the earth kind of rebelling basically. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, it's just like cool. light mm. and things happen. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. Uh, that, that is one good thing about this movie, too, is they do not waste time oh, with no. exposition explaining things. They There's just... like a little bit from Cray, the villain, will be lesser monologuing, but but that's about it. I mean, they just let you see it and they tell you just enough to be like, okay, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, agree, agreed. I, I found that was one of his real strong points again, particularly in that first act, you know, mm-hmm. that they, it just goes and it doesn't stop really until yeah. it is, you know, that, that, that pizza scene, which allows you to breathe a little bit. And um, I, yeah, terrific. Mm-hmm. And because some sci-fi, that's the death of sci-fi. Sometimes it's the, just the yes. exposition gets the so exposition. boring for me. <laughs> it's like I'm so okay. We get it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I kind of felt about Ghost in the Shell. I mean, I respect it, I admire it, uh, but it was a little boring. If I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the animated Ghost in the Shell. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, we meet Gallo. The the opening introduction to the firefighters is maybe where they could maybe trim it just a little bit. There's quite a bit of them. a lot of characters going on and a lot yeah. of, yeah, a lot of stuff, <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, he's a firefighter. He basically gets kind of uh, a little bit manipulated into uh, taking down the burnish, destroying them. Uh, they end up uh, getting sent to prison uh, by the freeze force. And the leader is Leo uh, Fotia, Leo. And uh, the, um, uh, the leader of the, go- the governor of the city, Cray. Cray. Yeah. And he is your kind of over the top villain. And what I thought was interesting about this is I think that in a lot of ways, I think this, movie has some of the same aesthetic as like the transformer movies as far as the the way the characters move and feel but this has so much more uh heart and doesn't have that cringy humor that you get in the transformers movies and it's just like i just felt like saying this is what they should watch (laughs) and do more like this not like that (laughs) yeah i agree it um in fact i didn't think there was really much cringy about it other than maybe no. as much. just getting a little tired near near the end of the film yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. still it uh really you know interesting and excellent storytelling yeah and i watched it you know with with uh, uh captions you know it was, it yeah was, subbed. yeah it was, it was subbed and i don't know if they were offering a dubbed version on, on hbo max i would i want i would have preferred the sub and i'm glad that that's what i you know yeah got to got to see but uh yeah 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 and like you said the animation the way that that it it has this geometric look to it and the way the characters move and flow is just so arresting and beautiful and crazy it's it's crazy and (laughs) again you know these sweeping shots that uh Again, I just want to know how they how they how do they do it? You know? Yeah, because there's so many components to it. I just it just was really really remarkable. Yeah, and so Gallo sees Leo saving the burnish, and he and, he, and Leo tells him that they're using the burnish for experiments, <laughs> and he doesn't believe it at first because he's been kind of controlled. But uh, but he starts to the more he kind of talks. 
the more uh, he starts to believe. Uh, then you get this early pizza scene. And I always think the food in anime just looks so delicious. Yeah. This was oh, yeah. no exception. No exception. I mean, <laughs> what is it with this, you know, anime food? Yeah. I'm like, I want some of that pizza. <laughs> the pizza just looks delicious. And it's beautiful wood yeah. burning, you know, this, this uh, wonderful oven that they're using. And yeah. Yeah. There's a... um instagram account called ghibli food yes Did you call that? yeah <laughs> that looks so we good talked about that. <laughs> yeah uh, so and, funny and so then uh the uh they go to the well we find out the cray is using the burnish to create a warp drive so he can uh basically the the he, the core of the earth is building and building and building and he wants to use this warp drive to escape earth before it explodes that's the goal yep and uh uh the all the the burnish are captured except for leo leo who meets up with gal and they go there's a frozen lake that they go to and uh and so that's a very kind of intense experience because you see the burnish getting captured and treated terrible yeah. by Cray. And uh, then you have the frozen lake you find out is a laboratory that uh, is run by a basically run by Cray uh, that he and then he is a, a hologram of a there's a scientist hologram that he is and did you see uh did you think that gray was going to be the villain early on when we met him or what, what was your take on you know when we finally get the reveal of what cray is who gray really is yeah i think so it's hard for me to remember way back when i first saw it what i thought uh but he's pretty sniveling so i think it's it's pretty clear that he's yeah. the villain what did i you wasn't think? necessarily surprised uh but i thought though that they did initially a good job of disguising mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you know that he was he seemed like a pretty decent guy that was just you know well looking he has out such for, a close relationship with gallo so with gallo i was gonna yeah. say that relationship with gallo yeah and so friendship. yeah and so that makes him even super villain He's like yeah. even more manipulative. And, uh, so we find out about this thing called the Promare. Yes. Um, so the, the Promare is the flame are like these fire beings from the earth and the burnish can communicate with them. And so they're basically trying to, uh, to control the Promare with these experiments that they're doing and it's it's just it's causing more lava and more uh and it's it's killing the burnish um and it's just bad there's just bad scientists evil scientists yeah they're the evil, <laughs> classic evil scientists yeah. yeah and you have some amazing imagery with the the way they use fire and light and uh, and also even the cold just the uh, they're able to create some really cool animation during these sequences oh it's knockout animation isn't it mm-hmm. yeah 
And like I said, I love the music in this movie. I think it's incredible. It's uh, by a man named Hiroyuki Sawano. And I guess he has done musical scores for a lot of series, including Attack on Titan, uh, which is the one I know the best out of uh, the ones he's done. Uh, So, yeah, incredible job. Uh, It says on Wikipedia that... Uh, through, through the film's theme songs are performed by a band called Superfly, yes, a Japanese rock act. Uh, and uh, I wanted to try to find some Superfly albums or something. Get back on the, <laughs> the task. Yeah, I bet they're awesome. Yeah, I would love to have this soundtrack. I think it is really good. Uh, but I don't know, man. It, I I feel like you almost need both, though. You need the animation and the music. That's what you, I was. Yeah, I agree. Because I was wondering yeah. if I listened to the music, which happens to me often. You know, when I find a uh-huh. soundtrack or something, it, without the visuals, I don't enjoy the music as much. But uh-huh. wow, with the visuals, yeah, it's really it's really something. Yeah, I I I often wish that the music in anime got more recognition from the academy than it does i mean never they've never had a single anime score that's ever been nominated to my knowledge at least yeah that's, that's just insane uh when you think of like joe hasashi favorite yeah absolutely ridiculous that he has never been nominated for for anything but yeah. i guess you have to be american to to get nominated for the academy awards or yeah. british ridiculous yeah it seems very focused on the uh Americans mm-hmm. and Brits. Yeah. Uh so that's frustrating. But I I I really think it just it's such an immersive experience when you're watching. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was just I was just kind of spellbound, you know, yeah. from from start to finish. Yeah. And I think that it's I don't think there's anything in here that's like particularly not child friendly. I I, I would think I mean it's 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 maybe just too too loud maybe yeah, for like loud, a little kind kids. of sensory overload yeah I yeah wonder. yeah yeah I wondered about that but yeah it's not like it's I mean in some of this violent stuff it's uh like the way that they're experimenting on the burnish and whatnot yeah and I feel I felt like it was all handled tastefully but you knew what you know exactly what was happening yeah because akira is an r-rated film because it has gang violence yes things like that there's nothing like that here and i feel like if kids can handle spider-verse i think they can handle this as far as visuals right yeah agreed so uh then we have uh the we have gallo and leo leo confronting cray and this is a really good sequence Oh yeah, especially because yeah. Gallo's so angry at Cray for the betrayal, uh, and yep. we find out the big reveal. And I think this part of it did surprise me that Cray is Burnish, and that was yep. definitely a surprise. That was I a big surprise. I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't necessarily expecting that. I mean, you know, when we when mm-hmm. we found out more his true intentions, that'd be one thing. But then you find out he's a Burnish. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. And it makes sense because he he's even more bitter than 
I mean, you have to be like, it makes him even more of a villain because he isn't just racist and prejudiced, but he's like turning on his own people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trying to control them. It's kind of similar to like a scar almost. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. 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 So he tries to use Leo to uh, power the warp drive and it almost kills him. And we have, and Gallo has to revive him. Uh, One thing I think that's nice about this movie is that they really don't try to have any kind of romantic relationships of any kind. Uh, It's just the story. Like they don't, I don't know. I just feel like that would, even though we need kind of a break, maybe that could be a break, but I kind of just like that. It's about these friends. Yes. Agreed. And that it's about platonic friendship. Yeah. And so then uh, they basically combine their energy, Gallo and Leo to create, to help restore the earth. Uh, And uh, then it, it just it ruins the it destroys the promare and and makes restores the burnish they're not burnish anymore and uh and so that's kind of how the movie ends but which is very uh a very incredible sequence you are like you are kind of exhausted by that point oh i know <laughs> i was i yeah i felt exhausted by by it too exhausted yeah. and, and kind of exhilarated in the same yeah me too yeah the same sense yeah yeah and they did i think the transfer because I, I watched on hbo max as well and it looks great uh they i don't think you lose because i have it on blu-ray but i don't think you lose anything watching it on hbo max yeah i thought that the you know the print they were streaming on hbo max was pretty nice I'm mm-hmm. again, again, but I'm mostly excited now to see it on the big screen. Yeah, that's going to be so fun. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just exciting because actually it was really interesting because we were having this discussion in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in uh, where the person said basically that like all animated films can be beautifully animated these days there's not like a a huge difference between like the cheap animation and the studio animation like people you can do incredible things on small budgets yeah so basically her point was is it even fair to kind of use that as a point of uh does they all kind of nullify each other you know because just like good animation as possible for everybody uh, and so then it all just becomes about the story and the and the um characters and things like that the music uh and i i see the point i do i think that there is some truth to that that even a movie like sergeant stubby or something like that that's on a small budget can still look really really good yeah but then you see something like this that is so different it's so bold it's so incredible that you're like no it's possible to still surprise us with animation that's still and you look at like spider-verse you look at your name you look at some of these films from recent years that have still managed somehow to surprise us and i would put that in that this in that camp i really would 
Yeah. Wolf Walkers. Right. Mm-hmm. Another one. Yeah, this one was really, uh, really a knockout. Uh, I asked on my Twitter what people thought. And let me share. We have uh, Christian Paystrup. He says, it heckin' rocks. <laughs> so excited for the re-release. G-Kids is doing later this year, so I can finally check it out in the theater since I missed it last yes. time. And then Cameron Ward says, such a friggin' good film. Just loved it from head to toe. Uh, Jules Folks has absolutely loved it. My second favorite animated film of the year after Luca. So I guess you just saw it this year. I thought the message about privilege and putting people on pedestals was was and is so relevant today. So I think that's probably about how Gallo kind of held Cray up on this pedestal. Um, and uh, looked and admired him. And she says, and the animation was epic. Yeah. Uh, as Cece Takato says, it was an incredible film and one of my favorite anime movies in recent years. I thought it had a timely and thoughtful social commentary on immigrant rights and the animation and music are beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So, nice. yeah, I think that's good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you're, you're awesome followers. <laughs> yeah so if you're listening to this let us know what you think uh we would love to hear your thoughts on this or let us know on twitter that would be fun and if you're planning on seeing it and when it comes back out in the re-release let us know about that that would be really fun and uh stanford where can people find you on twitter i'm at stanford clark you can also follow me on instagram at movies p-a-p uh, I have a movie podcast and blog, which is movies past and present. That's what the PAP <laughs> stands <Right>. for. Yes. <laughs> so movies past and present.com. Yes. Uh, you shall check that out. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And make sure you check out our Patreon. We have awesome movie watch alongs and lots of fun, cool, cool, uh, perks for joining we also have our merch store which has hashtag animation junkie shirts so make sure to check that out we'd sure appreciate it and also make sure you're following at the homeworkies podcast that we have a lot of fun over there as well and i'm really proud of what we're doing there and next month for obscure animation we are going to be talking about richard linklater's animated film waking life which has been on my bucket list for a while no, i'm so excited i haven't seen it i haven't seen it either yeah so i because i love linklater i think he's a really great director so i'm very excited to see this animated film and uh you know see what it has to offer so that'll be really fun uh and uh so yeah let us know what you think about that and uh we will talk to you all later bye everyone bye thanks